So, and, and this is what we've been talking about. I want to go uh, speak to you today. We're talking about our, our calling. And sometimes we can just focus on, you know, the spiritual side of things. But, but uh, we, we started off with saying if we're going to get God involved in who we are. Because when you talk about your calling, this is, this is what you've been made to do, right? Um, you know, and it's fun to talk to different people that are... <laughs> What, what do you, you're an anesthesiologist, is that right? Nurse, anesthesiologist. Okay. Now, that's not my calling. Obviously. <laughs> I've been slain in the spirit before, but I don't know. <laughs> that might be kind of similar, I don't know. <laughs> but, but I tell you what. <laughs> If you get a conversation started, you're going to hear where somebody's gifted. Yeah. It's going to come out of them because that's what they've been made to do. It's, it's their nature. It's who they've been made to be. And it's, and it's not something that's apart from God. He's our designer. Here's, he's our creator. He's the one that has formed us in our mother's womb. Very wonderfully, we've been made. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so there's these natural giftings that obviously they require an environment for them to be developed. You know, I was just thinking about how many Mozarts that have never played an instrument because they weren't in an environment that nurtured that gift that was there for them to develop. And so there is another side to who we've been made to be that isn't just about giftings, about talents, about abilities, but it's actually about God saying, I'm going to take that thing and I'm going to give some real purpose to it. I'm going to do something with that. That's bigger than what you can do. And so we've been looking at this. How, how is this going to happen with God? We can't just sit down on our couch and say, okay, God, here I am. <laughs> you know, while we're flipping through channels, you know, say something to me in between commercials or during commercials, I guess. is what You'd want that, right? <laughs> I'll mute the commercials and God, then you get to talk. No, he says, you know what, if, if I'm going to become involved in your calling, I am calling you right now to come out of the world, come into my presence, into the environment where if you want me to get involved, that's the only way what I've already made you to be is going to be something beyond you. And he says, first of all, I just call you... <laughs> All you who are weary and heavy laden, you're, you're, you're tired of trying to do it in your own. I call you to come unto me. First of all, you're just going to rest from that stuff. And then you're going to take up what I give you to do. And it's not going to be hard like the other stuff. It's going to be something that's easy because it's something that I'm going to empower you to do. I'm going to enable you to do. So first thing we looked at was just coming to me. He, he said, just come to me. And, and man, you can spend some time just coming to God. Amen? But just coming to him isn't enough. You know, we looked at last week, we looked at it. When you come to him, you're going to need to abide. And that's going to be where you're being affected by him. By what his words are saying, you're, you're, you're taking them in and you're allowing it to affect your character. Um, you know, I thought about this. We, we got so many people in sports that, man, I, I just admire some of these people. And uh, I just saw it this way. Actually, I was, I was writing for it, um, for our notes for our app here. And uh, that, you know, people, 
in the natural, you can really develop, like in sports, you can become a great athlete. But what happens then? You know? And this is where God can become involved in somebody's life. And people, a lot of people have done this. Because they've taken what God has given them. And now it becomes a platform for them to have a voice into something that's way beyond just what they can do with a, with right. a football. Right. It's actually changing lives. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Um, you know, we, we, we spoke about this, this uh, Marlon, Mylon Lefevre. I don't know if you've heard of him. I think he was actually in a, in a secular band for a while. Um, but he became a Christian musician. And a lot of times, man, people look up to musicians like they're stars, you know, like, wow. You get awestruck, and I've done that myself. <laughs> it's like you get around somebody that you admire, and wow, that's really great, right? And so what, what are... They're in a position now to not just impress you with their gift, but to actually speak into your life. And this is what he did. He recently just passed away, but he had served the Lord. And he'd taken his gift and he had turned it into an influence of, of young people. And, and there was, I think he said, 250,000 young people they had won to the Lord through his gift. You know, he could have just posted on YouTube and gotten a lot of likes and views and all that kind of stuff. But, but no. No, there's a reason for God putting an ability inside of us. And it's to take it beyond that and to, and, and to make it something that's going to influence somebody. And so when we're talking about calling, that's what, there's going to be that element of it. Now we're going to touch on, on a little bit other a side of this. But, but what happens for that to take place, it's going to require anybody that has done that has had a mentor in their life that has shown them the way to do that. Because to become a great gifted person that everybody looks up to doesn't mean that they have character. How many of these kind of people? You do not want to follow them. Why? Because they don't have a disciplined life to follow. You're going to crash if you follow them. <laughs> some people if you try to follow them on the road you might crash you've tried to my wife sometimes can be very wonderful in her amazing she's an amazing driver just an amazing driver yes <laughs> I, I'm glad she's, she's a great driver we get there um But for that gift that's in you to make a difference in somebody else, there's going to have to be something else that happens in your life that, that applies a character and a discipline to the gift. It makes it something to where now you can emulate not just the, that performance, but the person. And this we'll, we'll look at this. If you can hang in with me a little bit on this today, because I... I what we're going to look at today with regard to, and I'm calling this an activated calling because we've all been called. God's called not, not to just develop something, a gift in ourselves, but to go beyond that. It's kind of like what you were talking about with what we're doing in this community. We, we have a lot of opportunities right now to, to get involved in the schools, you know, in this, this festival that's going on. And this is just the, the door. I mean, we have opportunities. But for it to be what it needs to be, we're going to have to show up and be the church. Right. Yeah. Or else we're just having a festival. Right. 
then it might as well not even be a church oriented thing. If we're not showing up glowing in the glory of God, you know, and, and people actually seeing who he is and, you know, being happy and not downtrodden like the world is, right? So what's, what, that's going to require a path that we're going to follow that's going to enable what we're good at to be used something beyond what we can do on ourselves. People don't need to just see how good we can do something. And the, well, man, we're going to hit this really good today because what we find out when we follow Christ is we see an example in him that's really kind of amazing. As great as he is, he's not doing anything for himself at all. None of it's for himself. He said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. Right? All right. All right. Well, let's look at, at uh, Ephesians 4, 5 through 7. So, There are spiritual things that God wants to, to add to our natural abilities. He wants to take uh, a spiritual gifting and apply it to uh, your natural gifting and give it a voice. But just like that Mozart that never played anything because he wasn't in the environment, we can be a spiritual gift that God wants to use in the world that's never going to get there unless we're, we're in that environment, unless we're getting the discipline that we need to develop it. Because God wants to use, and part of this is just seeing ourselves different. You have to identify with what this is. I am called. Can you just look at that person next to you and say, Believe it or not, I'm called. Right? We have to, we have to take ownership of this, don't we? Amen. Right? Yeah. All right. So let's look at this. Ephesians 4, 5 through 7. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. There's a lot of alls in there, isn't there? <laughs> so we all have the same Father. We all have the same Spirit, Right? But something happened. How many know that Jesus went to hell for us? So we don't have to go there, right? But I'm so glad that when he came up out of there, he came up out of there with some good stuff for us, right? And this is talking about that. He said, when he came up out of there, he said, when he ascended up into heaven, he ascended up there not just for him. His ascension to heaven was for us. Not, not just so that we can wait until we finally, you know, kick the bucket here so that we can. No, we get to partake of that now. He's already seated us in heavenly places in Christ. Amen. So part of what he did when he ascended, verse 7, however, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of of Christ. That means each one of us, even though we have the same spirit, each one of us has a special representation of that spirit. Is that right? Okay. So let's go down just a little bit. And, and this, is, this is where it gives the reason for this. And, and, and this is so important when we start thinking about what God is calling me to do something. Um, so I've grown up in this. You know, my dad was a pastor and, you know, oh, it's, it's almost like somebody's elevated to a you know, rock star. Oh, they're called. 
You ever heard that? You know, it's like, like, like they're, they're on another level. Oh, they're called. Because, you know, they're doing it well or something, you know, and you're impressed with their gift. Wow, they're really. <laughs> and the reality is, it's not supposed to be about them. The whole purpose of the calling is to get you out of there so that God can get, get exalted in somebody else and somebody else can find out what they're supposed to be. And so this is a big part of this is, is my calling isn't about exalting me at all. And yet the more I see the purpose of it, the more I'm going to care for what I've been called. And we're going to see this in Jesus. Okay, let me just finish this though because so you go down a little bit further in the fourth chapter here and it says their responsibility. That means once we've been given a gift, how many have given a gift to a, a child? It was the gift that was really supposed to transform their life and you go in there two months later and it's sitting right where they put it when you first gave it. <laughs> they didn't do anything with it, Right? Well, Jesus went all the way to heaven to give us a gift so that we can do something with it, yeah. right? That's right yeah. And he actually considers it a responsibility. If somebody's going to be changed because of my gift, man, I'm responsible for them. Yeah. Was that not right? Amen. So now my calling is, is, not, is, is almost... <laughs> Can I give it back, please? You know, it's like, <laughs> because now I'm gonna have I'm responsible for it. Is that right? That's what he calls it here, right? Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body. So the purpose of a calling is, is isn't about me at all. It's about building up the church. You know, it, it, it will be reaching out to the world, but our purpose in our giftings is really for the church. Because if the church will be built up the way it needs to be, we'll go to the world. The world will know we know God if we're operating in our gifts. Amen? <laughs> All right. This will continue... Until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. If you keep reading in this, it says, and you'll no longer be like little kids, just hearing whatever and saying, yeah, that must be so, and, and tossed by every wind of doctrine. And all these Have you heard anything lately about how, what would it, wouldn't it be nice if the church would just be united and what will it take for that what are we going to have to do to to get the church to quit fighting inside you know uh, i don't know we saw something on facebook or something the other day. and 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 this is what it is it's like let's not worry about what everybody's doing let's take care of ourselves. and this is actually the key instead of Making it about me and what I know and what you don't know and my calling and how, how our, our callings are fighting each other. We have some, some warring callings. <laughs> Let's make this all about building each other up. Amen. Amen. And we just start doing it right here. And it doesn't matter what the rest of the world's doing. I'm caring for my gift. Amen. And it's amazing 
if, if one gift would be cared for, what God will do with that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It's way more than some marketing strategy. Yeah. You know, it's God working in us. All right, let's go to Romans eleven twenty nine. So our call is never withdrawn. And this is one of the cool things. You know, we, we can say, well, everybody's been called. But here's what happens to a lot of times, even in the church, is, and, and this is where our responsibility is so great with this, because for, for a, an ability to be developed, there's going to require uh, discipline around it. Um, for an athlete, you're going to have to eat right. You're going to have to exercise. You're going to have to go through the process that it's going to take to be uh, uh, gifted at that thing, right? So what, what can happen, though, is you can get the identity of a lazy person, even a lazy Christian. Or what happens is sin gets enters into your life, and you begin to identify with that thing as if it's a stronghold that you can't get rid of. It can be just in your mind. I mean, our, our society today is just full of, of sexual things, you know? But there's, there's substance abuse. And, and what happens is what, what these things do is, is like they will do in anybody that's needing to be disciplined. They'll never, they'll never be able to see themselves. And they'll see themselves as disqualified. Yeah. As if the calling has be, been rescinded. Can you see that? Yeah. And I like this verse so much because it says, you know what? When God calls us, it doesn't matter what we do with it. It's there to be activated. Well, we just need to see, see some revelation and adjusted perspective, uh, perspective of who we are. This is why it's so wonderful to, to worship God, to get into his presence, to, to draw near to him by the blood of the lamb. What is that by the blood of the lamb thing? That means there's nothing I can do bad enough. He makes me access him no matter what. Amen. And so what happens when I get there is, is I find out, huh, he never took his calling away. I'm still called. Yep. Amen? Yep. Now I'm just going to need to do something with it. Let's look at this. So I want to I call this following. So we've come to his presence. We've been impressed by his character. We've been impressed by his word. But now he doesn't just say, hey, let's just hang out in the living room. He said, you know what? I've got something to accomplish outside. I want you to follow me. Follow me. See how I do this. Okay? So to follow is to release our doing into his purpose. Man, if we can just see this today, if we can get a hold of this. Because God wants to take what we can do and have us let go of it and make it about what he's wanting to do. Can you see that? Okay, let's look at Matthew 4, 18. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. What were they good at? Except for a couple nights that we know of, right? <laughs> and, and, God, and Jesus, in performing these miracles, I think, was, was a demonstration to them in the very thing that they were gifted at, that they still could use his power. That he would even enable them at what they were already gifted at. Let me, so the 19th verse then. Then he said to them, what did he say? Follow me, right? 
And I will make you, what? I'm going to take what you are when you release yourself from it being your identity. I'm going to take what you're gifted at. And now it's going to have a purpose that's mine. So it's not going to be about you feeling like your, uh, your whole self-worth is tied up in this thing. <laughs> but I'm going to, if you'll let me, I'm going to take that and I'm going to make your gifting catching people. Can you see that? Yeah. So he's taking what we do and he causes us to release it into his purpose. Now, what's wonderful about this is he's not asking us to not be something anymore. He's saying, just let that natural gifting that you have allow me to get involved in this so that it's not limited to something that's going to pass away on this earth. Right. <laughs> he calls us into <laughs> He calls us into amazing uh, areas of influence. I, you know, I'll just I'll just use Buddy real quick because I can't help. Uh, but think of him, because he's been faithful in, in his work. And I'm thinking, you know, God's not saying, leave all that influence that you already have uh, and, and just, um, you know, start walking the streets or something, you know. But let me get involved in how you see what you're doing. And, and begin to allow me to give you a vision for how the very thing that you're gifted at can be so much more. <laughs> All right. Then what did they do? This is the key. Then immediately, they immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, and in the boat was Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and how quickly? Immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. They didn't say, Jesus, you know, I think I'm going to pray about this. <laughs> Who are you going to pray to? Jesus just asked, called you. Yeah. Now, I think this is actually a, a, kind of a light bulb. It's like, duh. Yeah. You know, God's calling us and, and we tell him, okay, God, but I'd like to pray about it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> says, no, immediately they follow. So, so I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm thinking, so what does it mean to follow him, though? And I want to look at Jesus real quick, and maybe we can get some, some, uh, uh, a pattern from him of what it actually means when he says, come follow me now. Okay, I'm gonna, your, your, your will is, and what you do is going to be given up to a greater purpose, so it's going to require a following, a letting go of something else to start going this way, Right? I just want to go through some just bullet points here and say, what was it that Jesus was doing that somebody could actually follow? Okay? And I've already referred to this a little bit, but let's just go through these real quick. He was only serving one purpose, and it was the kingdom. Right? Yeah. I thought, I don't know about you, but I've always kind of wondered, Jesus would do an amazing thing, and then he'd say, He would feed 5,000 people. And he said, I have a really good, I'm really going to take advantage of this for my ministry. I'm going to expand my ministry big. I'm, I just fed 5,000 people. 
So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell him, tell everybody that they have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. <laughs> he was not trying to build himself up. Isn't that amazing? Even Jesus. He's doing miracles. Why was he doing the miracles? It wasn't even to exalt him. It was to get them to believe. It was about them. Not just their body. He said, I, what did he do sometimes? And, and this really made the, the, the religious people mad. He said, I, your sins are forgiven. What? Because he wasn't concerned at all about how politically correct it was going to be. <laughs> was he? Because that wasn't his purpose. He had one purpose. That was to build a church. Amen? Okay. So he gave himself completely, mind, soul, and spirit to fulfill, fulfill the Father's heart of love. So what was he doing? He, he said, I'm presenting myself. I mean, ultimately, he laid down his life, didn't he? What was this for? It wasn't for him. He was gifted. He, he was the most gifted leader ever. There's people that write books on Jesus' leadership, right? He was an orator. He was, he was gifted in so many ways. He was a miracle worker. But it was never about him. He never drew attention to him. In fact, he said, hey, when you look at me, you're really not seeing me. You're seeing the Father. Because all I'm doing is what he says to do. It's not about me at all. Why? Because his only purpose in his gifting, this is Jesus, was to build the church, to lay his life down for us. Is that amazing? And he's saying, follow me. So what are we going to follow? Follow this, right? Amen? He fully developed and released his gifts for this purpose. Miracles, healing, discernment, communication. Man, he could tell a good sermon, couldn't he? I don't know. I don't, he, Paul he had people fall asleep. I don't know if Jesus did. You know, I think he was really good at it. You know, <laughs> but he also had gifts of the spirit, didn't he? He could speak into some. He could tell this woman by the well. He could start reading her mail. Talk about a gift. But you know, she went back in the city. She said, "Come see this man," and you know, he didn't. Stay there for a while and say, I think I'm just going to glory in the. No, he made it about her. Amen. And he withdrew himself from that because it was, I think he had to submit to the donkey parade. You know, it's, 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 it's prophesied. I got to do this, you know, <laughs> but it, even that was about the people because they needed to honor him. It was about them. Can you see that? So what he did though, remember when he was 12 years old, he said, I gotta be about my father's business. What does that mean? I'm gonna have to take this thing that I've been called to do for the people and I'm gonna have to hone my abilities he's already put inside of me. Sometimes we say, why did it take 30? Jesus was preparing himself for the release of his gift. Amen? All right. He was faithful to lay down his own notoriety 
to establish the church. It's a little bit redundant, but it, man, this is, this is what we have to see in what God's calling us to do. There has to be this removal of self completely from it. It's not building our ministry. It's about, in fact, I would like to be anonymous. I'm going to sign my name anonymous, right? Okay. His belief in the Father's plan to the exclusion of any other all the way to the end. So God had a plan for Jesus' life. It, it wasn't all good, was it? In fact, we see this, um, and we were just reading it. Was it Philippians, I think, uh, the first chapter in our daily reading? And Paul's talking about this. He said, man, I go through stuff. I go through this for you. Paul says this too, right? Yeah. Yeah. He said, you need to have that same attitude, that you're willing to lay down something that's just going to be comfort for you. And I, and I think we should be challenged in this, because God has promised us blessings, that we should, we should be supplied everything. We're complete in him. Amen? Amen? But when it comes to love, what is love? That's me submitting what might be comfortable for me yeah. so that somebody else can get release. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? I'm going to have to... All right, I'm just going to say this. If God's talking to you, you might have to turn off your favorite football game and give somebody a call. Just as an example. But that's what he's calling us to do. He said, you know, and that's, that's maybe not the best example, but man, I referred to this when I was growing up. We talked about missionaries a lot. Is God calling you to the mission field? My sister, man, she took that to heart. And she married this guy and they went to Italy. They had their kids in it. You know what? Italy is not like here. She's, she's been on, in Australia. She, they had to be in Australia all during this COVID stuff. Australia's just been way worse than here. And they were in Singapore for a while where they beat you if you spit on the sidewalk. Isn't that terrible? No, I'm just kidding. But, but there will be a letting go that's associated with fulfilling a call. I'm going to have to be willing. Amen. In fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be desperate for that. God, I'm going to be willing to, to lay down something that's for me. And, and this is God's plan. And, and if, if God's plan means I need to go through this, then I'm going to go through this. Amen? I'm so glad that we have authority over the works of the enemy. But some things we're going to need to go through, and we, we'll have to go through them willingly out of a demonstration of love. And then not say that we're not called to do that. Amen? Because there's some baggage with it. One more here. Fully activated everything in him for an eternal call. Aren't you glad that Jesus held nothing back? He did everything that he, he needed to do. And I believe God has gifts and callings on the inside of us. That he needs us to get this revelation that this isn't our business. It's the Father's business. Amen? Amen? And he's given this to, he's never going to take them away, but they need to be activated. They'll be activated in his presence. They'll be activated as we, as we say, God, I'm no longer just going to say that you're my, my friend upstairs. 
You're my buddy that I brought down to, to help me with what I'm already doing. It's not what God can do for me. It's what I can do for him. Amen. I hate to quote Kennedy that much, but it's not what we can do for or our country can do for us. It's what we can do for our country, right? And he got that from Jesus, right? And that's what our calling is about is what we can do. And then how much we care for what we can do. Amen. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not wanting to get good at this so I can get a lot of accolades. I'm wanting to develop this so that somebody can get deliverance. Amen. So I like this next one. It's let go of me for thee. First Peter 2.21. For, for to this you were called. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should do what? This isn't a, this isn't a rejoicing sermon, is it? <laughs> this part of it. We're, we're going to get to some better stuff. But <laughs> so when Jesus said, follow me, and if, that's gonna, if I'm going to find my calling when I follow him, he said, there's going to be some... Suffering. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I don't know if love is possible without suffering. You know this this uh, this terminology of I think it's complete. Some of this oh, I don't want to. Why don't we like judgmental or something? But this whole society that we're in right now is has has um, they've taken control of words. And put them in, giving them their own meaning. And I'll just say, love is one of the biggest ones. And I was thinking about it in, in light of this because people say, I love you. No, you don't. You just want to use me. I mean, I mean, this happens physically. You just want to have relations with me. You don't love me because to love somebody means I'm going to suffer for them. I'm going to let go of something in me so that they can be better. That's the definition of love, really. (laughs) Right? You're going to lay down what you would prefer so that they can be preferred. Does that make sense? So if we're going to follow him, you cannot follow him without love. And you can't follow him and love and not suffer a little bit. This isn't glorious. How many know that Jesus loved us all the way to the cross? Carried that cross. Took all that stuff on him. What was he doing? He was loving us. If you want to make a picture of love, look at Jesus on the way to the cross. Right? (laughs) It's not that other stuff. All right. So who is is established in what is done? Mark Mark 10, 21. So this is an example, okay, of, of uh, remember that rich young, young ruler that came to Jesus and he said, man, I've, I've done everything. What was this man doing everything for? For him, right? He said, I've kept the law. I've done everything. I've done everything. Jesus said, oh, okay, so you're a doer. You're one of those doer people. 
You're getting your identity from doing. Okay, I've got to do for you. There's still one thing you haven't done. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven. Then what? Come follow me. Why? Because what will happen then is that you'll have one purpose now. Right? Now, if he hadn't come to him and made like everything he had done and acquired was something to be exalted in his identity, it wouldn't have been an issue as much. But what he was saying is this is what I'm about. My gifting is all about me ascending in notoriety. And Jesus says, okay, we're going to have to take that out. And he says this to us. Says if, if, we're gonna, if you're going to follow me, there has to be a removal of your identity being about what you've done yeah. and what you've acquired. Yeah. It's not that those things are wrong. But they're not what I've called you to. Yeah. Yeah. I want to call you to something higher than that. Yeah. Amen? Amen? And if you get that in line, he will say, I will provide more Riches, I will provide more ability yes. as long as you keep that priority in the right place. Yeah, yeah. Amen? Yeah. Because then what's happening through you will be for my glory. Yeah. He will not get glory if it's all about what we've done. Right. Right. I did it my way. And God said, man, it would really been nice if you'd done it my way. Right? <laughs> When we follow, our calling is activated for God's triumph and glory, okay? And we are going to end here. And this is, this is so wonderful because he's always calling us. He's always saying, come follow me, right? Yes. And sometimes we, can, we, can, we have to look at what we're going to have to let go of for that to take place. But what is he calling us to? He's calling us to a triumph that is great. You know, I talked about those gifts that he'd been given to everybody when he, he ascended on high. This is very much related to that. He says, I, I'm making you a procession of my victory. Yes. When we answer that call, when we start to follow him, we take on the disciplined life. This is, is going to include holiness. This is going to include uh, removal of things that are, are, are a stench to God, right? Not, not out of condemnation, but out of, I want to fulfill my calling. I have a responsibility with it. It won't work if we're living in the world. You can't love the world and have the love of the Father in you. You have to let go of these things, right? But when you do, I like this, but thank God he has made his, made us his captives. That, that, that means he's, he said, I've secured you already in what the blood of Jesus has won for you and continues. He, he's done this for us. He's made us his uh, captives and he continues to do what? Lead us. So what does it require? If somebody's a leader and nobody's a follower, what's, what's what are they doing? They're going for a walk, right? And we have to decide if Jesus is going for a walk in our life <laughs> or if we're following him. 
Can you see that? <laughs> because he's always going there. He's always saying, I want you to go here. And, and where I'm going to lead you to is going to be a calling. Where that thing that's in your heart is no longer your identity. It's your tool. It's your tool for my glory. Can you see this? Man, it's somewhat, so wonderful to talk about this. But we need right now the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to speak this over us as, as I read this last one. I'm just saying that the, the spirit of truth is here right now. He's on the inside of us. And he's guiding us into the reality of this for us. There needs to be a penetration past just these barriers in our mind. Because we've been, we've been conformed to the world in how we think, right? And we don't have to be conformed. But we do have to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And that's what we're looking at here right now. Say, God, show me. Show me how to follow you. Show me what it means to follow you. I don't want to follow the world. I don't want to be conformed to the world anymore, right? It says, he's going to lead us in Christ's triumphal procession, right? And what is the purpose of us being in this triumphal procession? It's the same purpose that we were talking about earlier. It's to build up the church. It's for people to, man, that smells like God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. I don't want to just smell that. I want to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, I'm, I'm trying to get away from some kind of food right now, but man, my mom used to, and my wife, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know when they cook that stuff, you come through the door, that stuff that's supposed to go in your mouth. And then around your midsection. <laughs> I feel like I'm not keeping my responsibility unless I have at least two helpings. Why? Because she's prepared it for me. And I'm, I'm denying her love expressions to me if I don't. Is that right? <laughs> but this is what should be happening through us when our calling is being fulfilled is we are presenting God. Now it's not just us anymore. We get to the end of the game and we say, you know, I just want to give glory to God. Amen? It's not because I'm trying to get brownie points with somebody. No, it's, it's because that's who I am. Right? And it's going to go beyond that. I'm going to say, what's going on in your life? What can I speak into you? In fact, I've, God just told me something about you. Because I've been hanging out with him. And he talks to me. Have you ever noticed that people really think you're, you've lost it? They, they say, so you talk to God. And you say, they think, well, that's okay if you talk to God. But does he talk back? <laughs> well, that's not a conversation if he's not talking back, right? right. <laughs> it's just a monologue. I don't want to have a monologue with God. I want to have, have, a, have a dialogue. I want, I, want, I want to hear what he has to say, amen? Yeah. But he's wanting to take us to this place. And I'm so grateful that we don't have to get there right now. I mean, you know. But we can, we can take steps. What is following? It's going on a path, isn't it? It's, it's taking us there. Praise God. He uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ. 
everywhere. What's the purpose of my calling? To spread the knowledge of Christ. What's that going to do? It's going to build the body of Christ. Amen? That means I can no longer just leave that gift sitting somewhere. In fact, I'm going to have to say, God, am I missing some gifts somewhere <laughs> that I need to be caring for? Becomes part of my relationship with him. He says, come into my presence. He says, okay, this world around you is perishing. The, the very world that I sent Jesus, so none of them would have to. And the only reason they're perishing right now is they need to know about me. And I've gifted you for this purpose. Amen? Father, we thank you for this today. Lord, we just, we're just so amazed, God, that you just love us the way you do. And we're so amazed, God, that we've, we've accessed this new life in you already. And what a blessing it is. Lord, it's, it's so good to eat the food. Lord, to, to, to not just smell you, but partake of you, God, and for it to be life to us. Father, I just thank you that right now by your spirit, your word is accomplishing. It's not going to return void. It's going to produce in us today. Lord, I just speak that by the power of the spirit. <laughs> that your voice is calling to the deep parts of us right now. Hallelujah. God, I thank you that you ascended on high for us. But I thank you that even right now, you're penetrating. Your word is going past our minds into our spirits to accomplish a purpose that it can only accomplish. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we just receive that right now. We receive your truth. We receive, God, the, the response that needs to take place in us. Hallelujah. If there's not an adjustment, if there's not an effect made by our encounter with you, God, we've shut the door on the activation of your word. And Father, I just pray that in each one of us right now that there would be a response. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just take a moment and let's do that. Let's have our own conversation. <laughs> with God. He's here right now. Oh, let's just tell him, God, I want your will for my life. I want your calling to be activated in what you've given me. Oh God, I don't want to let those things just be dormant. I want them to be brought to life. God, adjust in me how I see the world around me. Take me out of the filter. Don't let it be what, hap what they think of me, Lord God. Let it be what I can serve and what I can do to, to reveal you to them, Lord God. Hallelujah. 
And Lord, I commit myself now. God, where I've done it already, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just take it up a notch, God, <laughs> of, of caring for these gifts that you put inside of me. Lord, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exercise that gift. I'm going to be built up in my spirit, Lord God, because I see that it's not just about me. <laughs> take me out and let it be all about you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Can we just do that a little bit right now? I, I believe we're most of us here are filled with the Holy Ghost. If not, you can receive right now. But let's just pray corporately, and we have purpose in this. So, so we're going to do it. But let's just welcome the Holy Spirit, and let's welcome the release of that, of that truth from the inside. Oh, let's fellowship with it right now. Brivrema Shobulfa, Gilabri Kadeve Kumbra Vitioba, Diambri Vera, Brivanamot, Shutozi Labra, Ribeta Kanemengota, Le Brivremo Shulovra, Berendi and Disukoboko Sokoba, Mambiria Nichene Kusuki Diamitieretis, Elevribra Mikoka, Alavre Brifala Bechana Guzu, Calavre Bechale, Coro, Calambri Vela, Tianico Dobokosa. And I'm brave to tell you that you're going to be a bit of a bit of Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we bless you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You know, this is critical for, uh, you know, we're desiring and we're asking God to, to, to guide us and as a church body and how we can, we can grow and we can be what God wants us to be. And, you know, it's, this is what it's all about. It's about the transformation. And where God wants to take us is going to come as we're responding to where he's already leading us. And we respond to where he's already leading us. And he says, okay, now I've got some other places for you to go. And it's going to be according to his direction. And I said,